It's the first day of fall. Today is Tuesday, September 22. And the leaves are falling. It officially it turned autumn at 9.30 this morning. Eastern. Eastern time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael Puppis here with Father Herb. Hello, and... This week, we have a really special guest. We do. And he's only special the first week. We... <laughs> Uh, we want to welcome our new high school youth minister, Bobby Morin, to the podcast. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Michael. How's it going? It's going well. Welcome to Ohio. Thank you. It's good to have you. And welcome Thanks. to autumn. Yes. And welcome to John the 23rd. Yes, this will be the first autumn I'll have in about six years. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> You're going to soak this one in. So we were we actually were talking about you on the podcast last week that you were coming, and we promised everybody that we would have you on very soon. And there's no sooner than the very next episode. So here we are, and here you are. And besides, it's a short gospel reading, so we needed a sp- we need <laughs> we needed filler for today. <laughs> we needed a fill in. So uh, this is just a great opportunity for those that listen to the podcast. There's about Bo- both of them, one and a half people, and um, just to get to know you a little bit and and welcome you to the parish. So tell us a little bit about yourself or the listeners, rather, because Father Herbert, I know you a little bit now. Yeah. Um, so my name is Bobby Moore. I uh, grew up right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Uh, and uh, after college, I decided to serve with NET Ministries uh, in Minnesota, where I met my wife. Okay, it, NET, N-E-T, N-E-T, stands N-E-T, for? The National Evangelization Teams. Good. So, And their whole ministry is to go around the country and serve the youth. Of the diocese they do lots of one-day retreats in high schools one-day retreats in high schools middle schools Um, they do do weekend retreats and things like that so actually a lot of the high schools in our diocese have had net over the years and they're always well received and well spoken of yeah awesome awesome so So you got to kind of travel around the country for a year traveled around the country for a year went to 26 states in nine months wow that's exciting yeah uh, Spent six weeks in Louisiana, served in all the parishes there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. In the so, whole state? In the whole state. Went wow. to every, every parish. Wow. So That's kind of a fun fact. Yeah. Not everybody so, can say that. And yeah. it was not during hur- hurricane season. No, no. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adventurous, not that adventurous. And you, you said you met your wife while you were on net? Met my wife while I was on net. Um, I started out on a different team and then got switched to her team in January at her January retreat. Oh, cool. And... Uh, from there, we just we we maintain that brother sister relationship, and then afterwards we prayed and investigated it a little bit, and God was like, "Hey, it's your wife," and I was like, "Okay, God." So, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. And yeah. Now you guys have three children. Yes, we have three children. Uh, Sadie's four, Colby is two, and Grace just turned eight months yesterday. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. Yes. How are they adjusting to? autumnal temperatures in Ohio. <laughs> so normally in Texas right now, it's about 90 degrees and here it's, <laughs> it's freezing for them. This is our January in I, Texas. I, and of course, when you get up in the morning, we've had rather cold nights. So yeah. the first thing in the morning, it is brisk. Yeah. I remember when you and I first started communicating via email while we were starting to interview people for the position, one of the things you said was my children have never seen snow before. Right. And I thought that's a tragedy. Every child should be able to play in the snow. So I started a campaign. Bobby Moore in 2020 <laughs> moves to Ohio. 
and oh, here you are. That's awesome. Here yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to know what they do for sledding in Texas? What? They ship in a bunch of that fake snow, and <laughs> and they have you sled in it at Six Flags. They have a giant fake sledding hill. But how could that it, you have to pay money to sled down? How long could it possibly <laughs> last? I don't know. Not very long. <laughs> Not very long. That's fantastic. So, tell us a little bit about your um, work with youth and kind of your passion for youth ministry, especially with high school students. Yeah. So um, this year I'll be entering in my tenth year as a full time youth minister, um, which is kind of crazy to think that it's been ten years, especially yeah. since you're only twenty five years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At heart. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I just, I love working with youth. I, I experienced God in a, in a very profound way as a, as a teenager, um, as, as my father, um, cause my dad had left when I was really young. Mm. Um, and I always viewed him as like a distant thing. Um, kind of like an alien from another You're planet. talking about God. You yeah. View, talking about God. God is yeah. I viewed God as very distant. Um, but then in high school, I finally had a, I went on a retreat um, with my youth group. And it was the first time that I kind of like sat there and I was like, God, like you're either real or not. (laughs) You got to tell me something. And, and, and he just kind of embraced me. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't fireworks or a big, huge, like running through, but just that very subtle moment where he's like, I'm your dad. I'm your, I'm your father. And, um, ever since then, it was one of those moments where it's like, well, I want other people to know this i want other teenagers to know this very early on um that that god is there god is your father and and he's got he's got your back through everything so um that's where it really comes from and um you know i mean adults are great but teenagers are fantastic (laughs) like there's nothing like and most most of us were teenagers yeah yeah like there's there's no better feeling than just like making slime just to dump on people and, and stuff like that, <laughs> that you know? So <laughs> that's good. Okay. I, I, I guess that'll be was, an outside. Game. I guess there was a time when I would have thought that that was cool. That is cool. I still think that's cool. Okay. We know who to slime now, Bobby. I learned how to make Nickelodeon slime. Did you? Yeah. It's on Google. That's good. Bobby and I grew up on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Those were, those okay. were the good old days. With that said, he's, this is where he's going to make a tough turn to the gospel because he but wants this to get is out. Going to be a, <laughs> this is going to be a good segue. Is it? With all of that said about father, both your personal father and God as father or dad, it will be a perfect segue to talk about the father and the son or the sons in today's gospel reading. Now is that good? That was good. I thought it was going to be a slime segue. No, I, I don't. I don't do slime. Like if you don't read scripture, your soul gets slimy. I thought that would be actually a pretty good segue. <laughs> well, Bobby, we do. Uh, we are so th- grateful to have you here in our parish. Can't wait to get to know you and your family better. And I know the high school kids are are really excited to meet you and, and get to know you too. Yeah. And it's your second day on the job. I told him this morning when I came in, He's you showed back. up. You He's showed back. up for day number two. So <laughs> yeah. so far, you are doing great. I mean, you fed me yesterday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, today you feed us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get over to that s- gospel reading. I I almost said that slimy gospel reading. Oh, don't I, I don't think now. I can. This is this. We're continuing in Matthew, and this we jumped to chapter twenty-one. We were in chapter twenty last week. Chapter twenty-one, towards the end of chapter twenty-one, uh, the Gospel of Matthew. It's very short, so let me read it. And. You can decide if you are son number one or son number two. 
<laughs> this sounds like let's make a deal. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, I want to stop right there. Notice he's directing it to the chief priests and the elders, the people of influence and affluence. And he says, what is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? And they answered Jesus, well, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Son number one or son number two? Well, I'm just going to say right now we missed an opportunity. We could have acted this out in a beautiful way. You could have been the dad well remember this is audio not video oh it doesn't matter we could do like well like back in the old days would they would have like radio dramas oh yeah we could have sound effects yeah yeah i'll be son number two then bobby you can be i guess by default i'm son number one yeah (laughs) i just wanted i just was trying to build you up a little bit well he's the one who says no way jose (laughs) oh that's true the one i was just trying to make you number one the one the one translation i saw said instead of the Son number one saying, I will not, says, I don't want to. And there's some reason. I've heard that at my house quite a few times. Yeah, there's some reason to believe. There's some reason to believe that that is a good, legitimate translation. It's not just, no, I won't go. It's, I don't want to. Or do I have to? That's that's another common kid phrase. You mean your kids already are at that level and they're going to keep saying that till they're probably. Oh, yeah. Till they're 25. Yeah, hundred Bobby's age of twenty five. Bobby's age, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah hundred percent. Yeah, when when we told him to come back to work again today, he said, "Do I have to?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. I guess whatever you want. Okay, there were there was a pastor who hired two people to work at the parish. One said, "Yes, I'll take it," and the other one says, "No way." But then the one who says "No way" shows up, and the other one doesn't. See, you could spin this story. You could put this into a modern setting. Many many different ways. Okay, so back to your original question. Son one or son two? Yes. And you're asking us that? Are you? Well, remember, Jesus is telling this story to the chief priests and elders who apparently are more like son number two. They're doing all the right things. You know, they are the chief priests. And priests, of course, always do the right thing. The, Especially ours. Yeah. They are chief priests and they are the elders, you know, people look up to them. Sure. So, of course, they're going to say the right thing. This must have stung deep uh, when Jesus said, okay, this second son, he said everything that they wanted to hear. Do you know people like that who just, they'll, they'll say whatever you want to, you know, they kind of, 
uh, I remember doing this with uh, confirmation interviews. And let me make this clear. This is not the present confirmation class. This goes back years ago. Sure. Interviewing them, and I quickly learned they could guess what I that what they thought I wanted to hear. So they said all the right answers, whether they believed it or not. Well, you know, we were talking about teenagers before. Do you find that in youth ministry, Bobby, that teenagers are good maybe at giving the answer that you want to hear, but it may not actually have depth? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like when you're asking questions and their default answer is Jesus and they think that's the right answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, that's like, uh, who's going to win the election? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and w- with confirmation interviews, the default answer always is, you know, so w- why are you excited about confirmation or, or why do you want to be confirmed? And the default answer is, I want to get closer to God. Or grandma's making me do this. Or, <laughs> well, that might be the <laughs> honest answer, but I want to get closer to God. Yeah. yeah. Or I had a, a piano student come in. I, you know, I always ask them at their first lesson why what kind of music do you want to play why do you want to learn how to play the piano uh and this kid for the first time ever point blank said with his mom sitting in the room my mom's making me take piano i don't really want to do it (laughs) (laughs) i was like wow oh that's bold but i'm gonna win you over have you had anybody come in and say i want to learn piano so i can play at mass like you no nobody said that that was me as a kid totally i wanted to learn piano so that i could play at mass uh, but I was like you were special, not the typical kid. I was a special kind of geek and still am to this day, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, how does this translate to our own interaction with the father? Kind of back to what Bobby was saying earlier. Should we put put this question to Bobby and let the whole world know his scriptural expertise? Sure, you can ask him. OK, Bobby, uh, what if you were trying to put this into one sentence? What would you say this is the main point of this gospel reading? Uh, God wants us, to do, wants us to do things, but we don't always want to do them the way that he wants us to do them. Okay. And you do want to come back to work tomorrow? I do. Okay. That was good. And, and yeah. you stuck to one sentence, which I'm, we're not really good at being concise necessarily on this podcast. That's why we limit it to 23 minutes, so yeah. we just have to stop. I grew up on the East Coast. So. <laughs> Short yeah. and sweet. Yep. Yeah. Good. The, the, a New York minute. Yeah. Well, um, I was telling the Bible study this morning that I see like three layers in this. The first one is pretty much what, uh, what you said. You know, it's the doing rather than just the saying. You know, it's like uh, actions speak louder than words. So even if you say, yes, I'm going to do it, but you don't do it. Okay, so that's at one level. The second level, which is very much tied in with that last part about the tax collectors and prostitutes, that they believe John the Baptist, they changed their lives. So the second level is conversion of heart. So the first, the first one, the first son who said, no, I won't go, had a change of heart. Now you can spend a lot of time trying to figure out why did he change his mind? You know, there could be some really good motives, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you know, I really, I do want to do what dad asked me to do. Mm-hmm. Could be some pretty lousy motives, like, oh, the second son said yes, and gee, he's going to get the inheritance and I'm not going to, so I better go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something altogether different, like, started thinking through what's life all about and I need to I need to start going into that vineyard it's going to be mine someday I need to know how the grapes grow 
So I need to be doing some work. Because he couldn't just Google it back then. Right. Right. Then the third layer is almost like a layer. Uh, the most profound layer is the way of life. So it's a way of life of learning to do the Father's will. So uh, if, the fa if the Father is a vineyard, I want to be part of God's plan. And Bobby, you were actually, were, when you're talking about yourself and your own experience in high school, that the Father, God the Father, has a relationship with you, that you, you were called into that relationship. That's what we're really talking about here. We're talking about somehow, it's not, yes, we want to do the right thing, and yes, we want to say the right thing, and yes, we do need to repent when we said the wrong thing and did the wrong thing, but ultimately, we want our life to, com to be completely in sync with God. That's the goal. You know, I love the, the quote from St. Paul, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me, mm -hmm. so that my life is taken over. We... Um did the first session as a family last night of 23 home. The oh, well, good. And uh, the girls had fun with it. There was a, a fun game that we got to play as a family. And the whole the whole um, synopsis or, or uh, subject matter of this first session is like, what is what is the whole purpose of life? Like, what are we created for? That's pretty profound. It's a pretty deep for a kindergartner and a second grader. Uh, and I, I was kind of actually interested to see how we would kind of progress through this topic at such a, a young age. Um, but I would say in some ways the girls handled it pretty well. And of course, as a family, you know, we talk, we try to talk at their level and have a discussion about it. But, you know, the whole idea that, you know, everything that is created is created for purpose. You know, that this table that I'm sitting at is created because it needs to have things set upon it. Or then the chair that I'm sitting in is meant to be set upon. Set. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and in the same way, God didn't just create us for the sake of creation, but created us for, for a specific purpose made in his image and likeness. And you know, for, for my five-year-old and eight-year-old to try to understand that is one thing. But even for me as an adult, to be constantly reminded that we are created with purpose. We are created with um, God's love and intentionality uh, to do his work and to be his hands and feet in this world is a constant reminder that, you know, the church is about mission. It's about work. It's not about just sitting around and watching Mass on Sunday or getting to Mass on Sunday. It's about, you know, being, building the kingdom. You know, we keep coming back to this whole image of the kingdom of God, you know, on earth. It's about building it and being the workers in the vineyard now. Many of the parables, we talked about this last week, many of the parables start with the phrase, the kingdom of God is like... And last week it was the the owner of the vineyard who went out and hired people at different times of the day. Yeah. This one does not start that way. It just says, "What's your opinion?" The man had two sons, but to, after he tells the story and says, "Which one did the will of the father?" Jesus says, "Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you." So it still is reference to the kingdom. Mm. So it's not the beginning of the story, but it's it's like saying this conversion of heart where you maybe you started off wrong, but you're going the right direction now. That is what the kingdom is made up of. Um, so we can't we don't want to condemn people. We can't condemn people. We have to say there's room for them. 
and constant, you know, constantly, for the lack of a better term, re-upping it, right? You know, talking about your re- your retreat experience in high school. You're talking to Bobby, not me. To Bobby, yeah. Sorry, people can't see us. You were looking at him. Did you have retreat experiences? Were you in high school at all? Uh, I, I went, went to high school before retreats existed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I remember hanging around with Jesus. <laughs> oh, my. Um, but how many times, even in my own time as a youth minister, do we see students come through retreats and have these powerful experiences of the Father's love and then return to normal life the next week and we say and we don't see them again or it's a long time since they they have another in-depth encounter with the lord and as adults we are very capable of doing the same thing that you know i think we're always looking for the mountaintop experience and we can definitely found, find god on top of the mountain but we also find him in the valleys right and we can find him in the the everyday experiences do you see that in your youth ministry yeah definitely um i mean that's it's where the the job of the the parents and the and the parish and the mentors or the the adult leaders come in and and you walk the journey it's it's there are ups and downs um but i mean so is a heartbeat on a on a monitor it's up and down mm. if it's if it's flat you're dead you yeah. know just like your faith life you have to have those ups you have to have those downs in order to understand that that your faith is alive um and it's just one of those beautiful moments where you can walk with somebody and and say, yeah, this week is going to suck and, and next week's going to be awesome. But <laughs> but God's there. He's got you. And so, constant. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I, All right. I love the image of the heartbeat. I will use it. That's going to go awesome. into a homily. <laughs> there you, go. But you, have to, you have to say copyright Bobby Moore in 2020. Yeah. Bobby, welcome to our parish family. Really good, good to have you good here. Good to have you. Thank you. The whole family is in, is is super excited to be here. Yeah, so. we can't wait to meet your your wife and your kids too. Yeah, it should be fun. And the dog. Yeah. Oh, and the dog. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy. That's right. Yeah, the forty pounder ended up being ninety. <laughs> so. My mom said the same thing about me. All right, everybody, have a great week. Thanks for joining us on the Twenty Three Podcast. We'll see you at Mass this weekend, either in person or online. God bless. Take care. <laughs>